Welcome to the Digital Marketer Podcast. I am your co-host, Mandy McEwen, and I am super excited for our two superstar guests today, Heather and Rich, which are the hosts of the number one NFT podcast in the world, NFT for Newbies. And so today we are talking about how businesses can explore marketing through the use of NFTs. So I am super excited for this episode. Thank you both so much for joining us. And I would love for you to give me just a kind of a quick rundown on each of you, your backgrounds, and uh, what got you into the glorious world of NFTs? Heather Parody, I, goodness, what was in the world of mental health therapy, a therapist and started a business on the side. It was a little similar to your story, Mandy, that I was reading where, um, you know, you just got introduced to internet marketing and fell in love with it. And I was building a business on the side and was like, oh my God, you can make content and make money and like have a business. Like this is so cool and you can do it from anywhere. <laughs> and um, I, I just left my career and I had a really kind, kind, kind partner who was like, go for it, follow your dreams. And I did. And um, I was on my riding solo for about the past four years. And then I met this man here, Richard, who just rock my world because we decided to start putting out content together and kind of haphazardly decided to do NFTs because I had, uh, we both had just made our first purchase and our man, Gary Vaynerchuk was talking about NFTs and we're like, what's going on? This is a thing. So we decided to co-host a show together just for fun. And, um, it ended up exploding. And we started seeing the opportunity for businesses and leaders and creatives to utilize this this new tech, not only to see it as an investment opportunity for like a personal standpoint, but also to be able to integrate it into their business and make a bigger impact in the world. So that's the very, very short that. version, Rich. Uh, I'm a retired Marine aviator. And after that, I went to Amazon for a couple years and it was absolutely soul sucking, miserable. Tell me how you really, really feel, life. Rich. Uh, although I did. <laughs> I know I, I can't help it. Like I've, I've made it, uh, I've made, made it clear that I just cannot and will not conceal how crappy it was, but it led me to binging one weekend, this guy named Gary V and that changed everything for me. I started consuming his content. I quit my job. I moved in with my in-laws for a little while, downsized, like the whole nine, like everything you're not supposed to do when you're 38 years old and have an MBA and are a retired Marine who worked at Amazon. <laughs> um, and I, I created a media company. It was going really well. Heather and I met a couple years ago and have been friends, kind of distant friends. And we finally met in person. And yeah, we started talking about NFTs and decided we should just make like 24 episodes on NFTs where we just like teach each other and it'll be for accountability and maybe someone will listen. And a lot of people started listening and then a lot more and week over week, month over month. And then here we are. So NFTs for newbies is, I, I would say the culmination of a lot of podcast experience, a lot of kind of playing in, in the trenches, so to speak, and really, really, really honing in on our, our opportunity to serve yep. other people and educate them at the same time. I love time. it. I love it. So when did you all start this podcast? August. It was August 20. Okay. August 16th. Oh. So it hasn't even been a year yet. I love it. It's no. already blown up. No. That's incredible. No. Love it. I love it. Love it. Okay. Well, I am super excited to get into the nitty gritty details here of all of your fabulous tips. So we are going to take a quick break and we will get right back to it. This is Digital Marketer.
Hey, it's Marky Grass here, and I've got a question for you. What if you could legally get the emails of almost every person who visits your site? Seriously, what if you could safely and respectfully retarget your website visitors via email just by dropping a pixel onto your site? It might sound too good to be true, but our new sponsors at getemails.com can do just that. They've created a system that's compliant with U.S. laws and regulations, and every email address they send you is opted in to receive emails. So that means that you can connect your anonymous website visitors to real people and safely retarget them through email with real-time, fully compliant interactions. It might sound too good to be true, but trust me, it works. The CEO, Adam Robinson, is brilliant. And he believes in his product so much that he's willing to do something a little crazy for digital marketer listeners. If you go through their easy 30-minute onboarding process and haven't 5X your investment within the first six months, they'll give you all of your money back. To take advantage of the offer, go to getemails.com slash digitalmarketer. That's getemails.com slash digitalmarketer. Hey guys, this is Marty Grass, the GM of Digital Marketer. And I can't tell you how many blogs I've written in my life, perhaps even thousands. It's what kickstarted my entire digital marketing career. The problem is that it can become a full-time job just to get out a quality blog consistently. So that's why I wanted to recommend our friends at BK Content. They've been helping businesses drive leads online for over a decade. And now they're offering a monthly SEO blog writing service where they can do it all for you. You'll get all of your monthly blog posts delivered directly to your inbox, 100% ready to publish. And if you sign up right now, you get 50% off your first month when you try out a monthly plan. Go to bkacontent.com slash digitalmarketer. That's bkacontent.com slash digitalmarketer to get started. So, Heather, Rich, for those of us who aren't super familiar with NFTs in general and how to leverage them in businesses, can you just give us a quick rundown, first of all, of just a NFT 101? What is it? And then how can businesses take advantage of NFTs? So I'll explain what they are, and then I'll let Rich talk about maybe just the business application of it. So we're very practical and elementary in our explanations. There's a way better way of putting this, but the whole term NFTs for newbies, we want to talk to the people who don't have crypto background. They haven't been studying the blockchain for years. Like this isn't their, you know, their second language. We don't come from a technical background at all. Um, but you can grasp this. You can understand it. It's, it's very simple if you think about it. An NFT is, stands for non-fungible token which essentially means that it's something digital that cannot be easily replaced. Now, that doesn't make sense when you think about it because you think everything on the internet, you you can screenshot, you can you can steal. You know, I can sure. go and creep on you, Mandy, and take your profile picture from Facebook and save it to my drive and like, you know, <laughs> pretend like I have a persona and pretend like, yeah, I can do that, right? Um, and that's where this, you hear the term blockchain come in. That's what, that's what secures and is able to verify who originally created slash owned that piece of media. So Mandy, you have the opportunity to take your profile picture and put it on the blockchain through this process that they call minting, which means that the blockchain's technology would be able to verify that you were originally the creator of that piece of work, that piece of media. Now, why would you want to do that? 
Who cares whose it is, right? Mm -hmm. That's where the interesting part about smart contracts comes in. A smart contract is what gives almost the value to what an NFT can be because it's what it represents. A smart contract will say, this isn't just a picture of Mandy. This picture of Mandy Mm -hmm. gives me access to her LinkedIn training for one year. This picture of Mandy will get me into an event where she's speaking. This will give me 20% off her swag.com website where I can get Go Mandy sweatshirts. It's (laughs) almost like a glorified membership or access to that creator. So that's why, and I'm going to pass it on to Rich, that marketers, that business owners, that leaders are excited about NFTs because at face value, people think, oh, it's a collectible, it's a piece of art that you can own that might be worth money. Yeah, but the cool thing, the opportunity is in that smart contract is what does this NFT represent? And that's where the business and marketing opportunities come in. Yeah, and and before I go into that, I, I, I want to really make it clear, there's lots and lots and lots and lots of NFTs and NFT projects that absolutely have no real value yep. that... There's they're they're hyped up. They're influencer based. It's a picture of a cartoon animal with a cool background that is something that you haven't seen. And they sell for lots and lots of let's just call it Ethereum, which is a form of cryptocurrency or ETH. And, you know, a Logan Paul or Gary Vee or whoever could be like this project is off the charts and people could buy it and all of a sudden the market has decided it's valuable and it's valuable where from a business perspective not really i would say on a personal level on an investment level sure you could do things like that but we we are trying now to shift our focus from a lot of the questions that we get are just people who want to kind of flip nfts and be like i want to buy this for you know the equivalent of 400 bucks or a thousand bucks and flip it in in the next month for 2000, Mm -hmm. like, which is very possible with a lot of these projects. But from a business perspective, um, Heather mentioned the smart contracts that that really is the key. Smart contracts are essentially an algorithm attached to that product or that token. Okay, just think of it as a token more than a picture more than anything else. It is a token. So Mandy's token. So we're we're literally brainstorming. I'm digging this. (laughs) (laughs) So Mandy's future token. is is gonna be you know she's gonna create it and she's going to put it on the blockchain another way to think of a blockchain is a ledger a big green book of all the transactions ever associated with anything that's on you know that network or Mm -hmm. ethereum okay so it's on there so what is the utility what is the business use for your loyal followers what is the business case for the people who see you at social media marketing world when you go to speak and they and you maybe say at the end like by the way I have an NFT on OpenSea right now I'm dropping it tomorrow blah 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 get in on it okay what does that mean it means you could attach anything you want to that smart contract and algorithmically it's coded in there and I'm not a tech guy at all but I understand this and I hope to do the same for you guys uh, is it's a sequence like if this then that meaning if i have this nft then i get that linkedin course for free if i have this nft with this rarity or this trait meaning a picture of mandy with sunglasses on uh, or something like that that one's a special one because you've designated it so maybe that means you get 
one-on-one coaching for once a week for the next 12 weeks because you are someone who's looking to enhance your credibility and your authority on LinkedIn and she's the person to do it. Okay, so that's kind of maybe on an individual business level, maybe solopreneur level or something like that. But we're starting to see bigger brands do it. Okay, Budweiser, obviously Gary V with mm-hmm. V Friends. Like, okay, this gives you admittance. If you have one of his, you get admittance to his conference for the next three years. And you might say, why the F would I pay $3,000 to go to a conference for three years in a row? Because that, you know, not only do I go to the conference, but I need to get a flight. I need to get a hotel sure. or whatever. Well, if you're a polished and very experienced and forward-thinking business person, you are going to have all kinds of things in between those conferences, okay, that allow you as a holder of an NFT to reap the benefits. Number one is the community. You are in this community. All of a sudden, this token actually gave you access to this tribe, okay? Now you're in it and you're talking about it and you're supporting the project. The project's blowing up. Now it has all kinds of extra value. Maybe people are flipping them. Maybe they're not. And then maybe Gary says, hey, everyone, whoever has this type of NFT, you are going to get a piece of fine art that I'm going to autograph. You wouldn't know that if you hadn't invested in it. So the best projects out there are those that are forward thinking. And I'll give you one example and I'll, I'll stop talking for a second. But Boss Beauties is this collaboration. It's a project that I I invested in and they partnered with Marvel. I love Marvel. I want to watch every single movie with my daughter when she's at the right age. I'll be like, we're going to watch all of them straight (laughs) and in the right sequence because I love all Marvel movies. And I bought into them. Today, they are not long ago, they announced a collaboration with Rolling Stone. So today they said anyone who is a a holder of a Boss Beauty is going to get a free NFT. And I have three, so I just got three. And it's super exciting because now everyone's like, now this is, I just got more value. I didn't even have to do anything. Mm -hmm. This project is taking off. This project is having art featured in the United Nations. I only know that from following on Twitter. And it's exploding. So now I have an even cooler piece of art in addition to what I already have. So the business case is there. It keeps you engaging with your your customers, your clients, and the use cases are endless. So that is kind of where we're going. Um, so whether you like or don't like NFTs, that's what you can kind of see going on in the Got future. Got it. So I have a question. So you're talking about this community, right? And I love this because I'm all about humanization and, and humanizing brands. But I'm curious, like, do when you have this and people are buying it, how do you know who has it? And how do you put these people in a community? Like, do you get do you have a list of like who buys these or how does this work? Yeah, so that's where wallets come in. So you hold these NFTs in what they call a a crypto wallet, a digital wallet. And so there's various different kinds depending on the NFTs that you have and the blockchain that you um, are subscribed to. So that's essentially what it is. Now, there's a lot. I want to get too deep into this. I just want to make sure I touch on it, (laughs) that there are just as much good in a space. Of course, there are crazy people. So sometimes you have to connect your wallet to different sites to verify. I'm sure Rich had to go through something like that to verify that he owned the Boss Beauties. Now he would need to just really be mindful that he's connecting his wallet to verified places uh, to make sure that he's not getting scammed. Um, There's a lot of people who will pose as different projects and they aren't legitimate. And so you just need to be cautious with that. But to answer your question, the way that you verify your NFT is through, through your wallet. 
Okay, got it. And then, mm-hmm. but if you, okay, so we, this is the process when you are purchasing it, but what if you are the creator of the NFT and you're selling it to people? Can you see who is buying that? Or like how many people? Or like, how does this work? Like, I'm just trying to, how do you get a community around this? Of like, okay, there's 5,000 people that have my NFT. That's awesome. But do I know who they are? And how do I get them into like my group or something? Do you know, like, how does this work? Here's here's the dealio. So a lot of communities, and we're going to talk a lot about communities because, you know, I mentioned to you before we hit record, the interesting thing about Web3 is it almost demands, is starting to demand the skill set of community building. I feel like with Web2 right now, you know, people kind of murmur about it, but there's a lot of um, fabrication with followers and different things that you can fake online. What's interesting about NFTs, I'm going to get to your question, but let me go around about. No, you're good, girl. Is go for it. there's this, right now people who like, oh, you know, I don't want to deal with the NFTs, you know, then kind of walk away from it and ignore it, which is totally fine. But the reason Rich and I are advocating for it so much is what it represents and the decentralization of the way we consume, the way that we interact with each other. And what I mean by decentralization is blockchain technology is working to eliminate the middleman. So right now, everybody's pissed because Facebook, Meta, or whatever is taking all their data. And when we engage with X platform, they're able to kind of manipulate that data and curate certain experiences for us based off of that. Um, Blockchain is wanting, is working towards decentralizing everything where there is no middleman. So I interact with Mandy without a third party. I can pay you without a third party contract or whatever getting involved. And so to bring all this back around your original question of community, when we take out the third man, it's a lot, they're the middleman, it's a lot harder to fake things. Mm-hmm. Right. Because um, there, there, what's the, you know, we're, I'm not going to be able to pay Rich to give me 100,000 followers. I'm not going to be able to pay him to fabricate what's going on. People are going to be able to see there's going to be a lot more transparency with it. So with community building, it's essential. <laughs> and right now people are flocking to this horrible place called Discord, um, which Rich and I <laughs> yes, absolutely hate. Do you um, really? Passion. Okay. It's the worst. Um yes. Forgive me, everybody who loves it, but it kind of represents what decentralization looks like because it's not based off an algorithm. Um, It's real time communication. And that's where a lot of NFT projects are coming to build their quote communities is this place called Discord. I personally believe we won't stay there for very long, uh, but right now that's where it's at. And so as far as who bought your NFT, not everybody who bought your NFTs in your community and vice versa. Like sure. we're just looking to build community in general. Um, sure. Now, whether you're a verified buyer, that goes back to that wallet thing. You know, you can verify your wallet through discord channels or through your website oh, or whatever. Okay. But with decentralization, you know, it's really focused on protection and privacy where I'm not going to be able to have like the back end stuff to know what wallet address is connected to what an individual person. I mean, mm-hmm. this is a lot, and I know I'm saying a lot right now, but yeah. I think no, the bigger sense. picture here is we've got to detach our mind away from the way we've been doing it with Web 2 of like, I have all these analytics and I can track everything down and manipulate my business and my marketing based off that. We won't have that. Mm-hmm. We won't have that anymore. Got Rich, what, what did I miss of that? Uh, 
Discord is like the FU. I, that's the second time I've said that in this podcast for whatever <laughs> reason. Uh, it's it's like, look, we don't want to do Facebook. We don't want to do Instagram. We don't want to do LinkedIn groups. We don't want to do any of that. We want to do what's decentralized. There's no algorithm associated with Discord whatsoever. You could join it if you don't own an NFT and you want to see what the community is like, or you could join it and see the community who's rallying yeah. behind it. Um, so a lot of people are rallying behind this type of app and just just because of what it represents, which is, you know, it's, it's again, in line with decentralization, uh, decentralized finance. OK, cryptocurrencies decentralized. Right. We don't want to use banks. If I want to send Mandy for Ethereum for her thing, I don't need a bank to mm -hmm. do it. I don't need anything to do it. I just need that amount in my wallet and boom, the transaction's done. Sure. Okay, so uh, as to, to kind of further answer your question about like, can you get people's information? Not necessarily, but yes, you could see who they are. Um, we've, I, I will personally say, I've never interacted more um, with humans than I have since our podcast started. This has been like a community building epiphany. We've connected with so many people. We have people in Discord. We have people in Twitter. We have people in Instagram and like real people. They come on our lives. They listen to us talk. They ask us questions. They identify themselves. They say, yes, please screenshot this and put it on your Instagram story. We want other people to know. So um, as a creator, and we have a couple NFTs that we put out, that's a different story. But um, yes, yes, you can know who they are. And yes, I believe it is just a really fantastic way to build a community. It does not feel like you're purchasing a product as more as you're purchasing into okay. something. That's that's what I think is a big thing here to answer your question is, is you just feel like you're buying into something and you're kind of just becoming part of a, a tribe or a club or whatever. And it just kind of behooves of you to just interact with everyone. And it's a really fantastic community nine times out of 10. There's some bad projects out there, but for the most part, a lot of people are trying to do the right thing and, and build a community. I, I do want to okay. add from the marketing thing, you can hide identity. So yeah, if I have somebody's yes. wallet address, I know that they they bought my NFT and I can verify that. But what's the differentiator with the marketing is I might not have their, um, their information of like, oh, it was a 43-year-old male from Kansas or whatever. I won't have that. Mm -hmm. I just have their wallet address. And honestly, they can be completely anonymous. Right. Completely. And, and I would never get the, that, that data. Also. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Got it. And yep. so the key is to just keep them engaged by giving, sending them things like from a business perspective. Right. And that's what you mentioned with the Gary Vee friends earlier. Right. So it's like you, you keep them yep. engaged, which obviously builds up the community even more by dropping things to them. So can we talk about that? Can we talk about like how to, isn't that what it's called? Dropping, dropping things. <laughs> Airdrops. 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 <laughs> yeah. So drop a beat. Yeah, um, drop a beat. <laughs> I, I um, like in my wallet right now. Let me give the 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 positive case. I mean, I, I think for everything that we talk about, there there's a certainly a dark side as well, and we're gonna highlight like the good things. But in my wallet right now, I just checked after I got those uh, those NFTs from Boss mm -hmm. Beauties and Rolling Stone. I was looking for them because I got three of them, uh, and it turns out it was just one, but three of the same one. Oh, so I was, okay. missed it. So I was looking. And I'm like, there's my wallet. I was like, there should be two more in here. And then I go to my hidden tab. So in, oh, in your wallet, there's a okay. hidden tab. Sometimes that's like where you get airdrop some oh. things. Just think of it as something going to your spam folder, even though it's coming from a bonafide address like Mandy's email gotcha. address or something like that. Right. So so I go in there and I'm like, I didn't realize the Flower Girls project airdropped <laughs> me a couple really cool Christmas ones. Like I completely missed that. One of our sponsors, Beige, 
Fish Mafia sent me a pokey pass. I don't even know what that is, but I know it's legit and I know that's worth something. And I probably could have traded it in for merch or something like that. And I completely missed it. So that's what's called an airdrop on the bad side of things. A lot of people, you know, anyone who has access to your wallet or anything like that can airdrop you some things just to kind of promote them, even if you don't know them, which is kind of crazy. Oh, happens interesting. All the time, as a matter huh. of fact. So, um, so, you know, that sounds scary, but for the most part, um, airdrops don't have to be the way to keep your community happy. Tom Billy, for example, he, um, he said anyone who owns one of his founder's keys. And there's like kind of three levels. Like there's like, let's just call it like the gold level, silver level, bronze level. Let's just do that for simplicity. Whatever level you have, if you have one of those, you are granted access to Impact Theory University for life. And let me tell you, I paid for that a couple years ago and it's far, far, far worth the money. Like it's ridiculous. So now he's saying like, you might not have been interested in this before. You may have thought this project was going to, uh, you know, have all these other cool things, which it does. But by the way, you also get access to something that's already in my pre-existing arsenal of my entrepreneurial world. And that's huge. That's huge. Like for life, like that dude doesn't want to stop like until he's done. done. <laughs> until he's and, you know, grave. so that's that's like amazing. Right. Those are the kinds of things that you could do. It's it's really I think what I'm starting. And I listened to a podcast yesterday and I never really heard anything like this before, but it was really talking about goodwill. Right. Like what is the balance between goodwill and what you're offering and the amount of offers you're making? Like there has to be a substantial amount of goodwill on the front side in order to make the offer in the first place. But after the offer, that doesn't mean it's over. Like you are supposed to, if Mandy was a podcast production client of mine and I was producing your episodes and cutting them up and all this other stuff, I would have said a good act of goodwill would say, by the way, Mandy, I sent this to our YouTube person, uh, our YouTube editor. She made this really cool video for you to put on YouTube. Like, here you go. It's on the house. Thanks. That's all that it is. Like, that's all that projects are doing. And you would probably be happy with that and be like, I was just thinking about starting a YouTube channel. So same thing where it gets really interesting. And I'll I'll kick it over to Heather is how do you do this for how do you explore this for industries that are not yet here, like restaurants or a gym or anything like that? Like, what are the ways? And and that's currently something she and I are exploring as a service. I love that. So implications for business owners, marketers now to Rich's point, we're so early in the game that truthfully, most people have no idea what we're talking about and are not interested. (laughs) So it's a very weird balance right now that we're trying to figure out of like being futuristic, but also not being so, you know, in the weeds with stuff that we lose people. And I think there's an opportunity there for leaders to really think through how they're going to prepare themselves for this wave and this shift. Because like I mentioned earlier, NFTs is something that you can choose to engage with or not right now. But the implication of them, I really believe, and I think Rich does too, is here to stay. And what that is, is thinking about what is value and how do both parties win? And so the two main takeaways that I've gotten from the past six months of studying this, you know, my, my years of experience <laughs> is, you know, this, this demand for community that we've touched on before. And one thing that we didn't mention, which I think is super important, is when an NFT's value goes up, you would think, oh, that benefits the business owner and the creative, the creator of that only, because that's kind of the model that we're used to. But the interesting thing with NFTs is it benefits 
the purchaser as well, because when I buy Mandy's NFT and I get that value from it, if I want to sell that NFT to Rich, I just made money because I sold, I sold my membership. I sold my thing to Rich. But guess what, Mandy? On the back end of that, you're still getting money because you can put that, you get those secondary sales and what that percentage is. And so mm. when it passes and gets sold to all of these various people, you're making that quote passive income and mm -hmm. both of us are winning. And so that's the interesting implication of, of the community wins when the value of the project goes up. The second thing is really questioning what is a value add. Right now, when you think about just a traditional business exchange, I'm going to pay Rich $500 to do X, and then he does it and it's over. And of course, there are projects and things you can do with NFTs where that's the case, but they're introducing this new model into what Rich said earlier of like continual value add, where when Rich holds X NFT, it's kind of the norm that there's a lot of value added to that on the back end. And so as a creative, as a business owner, we're going to have to start really thinking about how do we not only foster community, but also to continually give them value because that's what they're going to be conditioned to expect. Mm -hmm. And not just throwing stuff or airdropping it just for the heck of it, because you need to airdrop something, airdropping them something that right. they're actually going to find valuable. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, could I, I just want to say one thing. I, I heard this. I, 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 I completely forget which podcast, so I cannot credit it. But this is huge on like a level we don't really get yet. So if you are uh, Taylor Swift, my, my daughter, we watched like Miss Americana or something the other night. And she's like, is Taylor Swift married? Like all she could talk about was Taylor Swift for like the next Cute. 48 hours. <laughs> I'm like, okay. And um, so, someone like that who has millions and hundreds of millions of followers across all social media platforms, like she could say one wrong thing and get booted off one of those platforms, right? Like probably not, but she's still a kind of the behest of those platforms and growing it and losing it. And, you know, anyone can make an attack on her at any given time. Let's just say that in addition to, you know what, like I'm kind of tired of paying record companies or them getting this enormous cut of everything, all the PR, all the everything. Hey, Ryan Dice here. You know, it's been a while since I've run the day-to-day -day for Digital Marketer, the company that Roland and I are partners in. Fortunately, we have a great team and great partners who help us with all that nitty-gritty stuff now. But the one thing that we focused on while I was there and the one thing the team still focuses on to this day is optimizing everything. I'm talking testing everything from the sales copy to the color of the checkout button. Testing like this can have a huge impact on your bottom line, but the truth is it takes a lot of time and a lot of resources. And half the time we were just throwing stuff against the wall just to kind of see what stuck. But the good news is you don't have to figure everything out on your own anymore. And that's because our friends at Conversion Fanatics have optimized hundreds of sites in all types of industries from small startups to Fortune 500s. And now they can handle all your testing and optimization for you too. So if you feel stuck when it comes to optimizing your website, go and visit conversionfanatics.com and they'll give you a list of custom suggestions to optimize your site 100% free. Once again, you can find them at conversionfanatics.com. So what I'm going to do is create an unbelievably low price, affordable project, NFT, you know, once a quarter, 
and slowly start bringing all my fans over. Then there is no middle anything, right? She could literally put her next album on the blockchain that anyone can buy and she could get all of it. And then she could provide value and community exactly how she wants, whenever the hell she wants and say, every one of you is getting a hoodie for Christmas. If you have this album, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like that's like on that's another completely level disruptive of and like, would change the game mm-hmm. entirely. I, like, <laughs> you know, beyond, I mean... right. Someone said on, um, about real estate today, I think it was Layla Hormozzi on Twitter. She goes, when are we going to be able to do real estate transactions just strictly electronically? I'm like, smart tracks are going to make that happen. <laughs> if Mandy wants to sell me her house, there's going to be a smart contract that someone's going to build at some point where it says, Rich has the money in his wallet. The smart contract says this, this, and this. Like, he doesn't need a home inspection. He's keeping the washer and dryer. You just need to paint it and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, cool. Guess who doesn't care about that? The bank, because the bank's not involved. I don't need them to check my credit score. They don't need my W-2s. They don't need anything. They don't need anything. Like, that's going to happen, in my opinion, one day. So the seamlessness and the speed at which we want to transact on a business level is what this is, I think, all about. And the more and more people adopt it it's just like cell phones when cell phones came out like oh i want one of those like once it starts getting adopted more and more then nokia comes and apple comes and verizon comes mm-hmm. and then it's over like then everyone's totally so that's that's like on a massive scale some some of the implications that may or may not happen but i think yeah, it that will. would be that'd be pretty crazy <laughs> so <laughs> can we talk about like the ease of use here? So I I'm big on on all things crypto. So I've been investing in crypto since 2018. And for me, <laughs> so I haven't delved into what? What was that face? We just we weren't because we did well, not. And it's yeah. just okay. like you're yeah. that just like we just want to sit Good here and ask you, you questions now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. All oh, right, let's man, flip the oh, script. Man. Too funny. <laughs> so my point, my question for you is, it took a lot like of brain power for me to even like wrap my head around how the hell do I buy crypto to begin with, right? And there's all these different exchanges and different coins by here and there. And the, there's a lot to it, right? So mm-hmm. can we talk about like, how can we make it easy for the average Joe business owner? Let's talk about Joe Smith, who owns a gym that wants to start doing NFTs. Like what is the easiest way for him to wrap his head around this one and actually do it without getting completely overwhelmed because there's so many steps and it's so technical. Be a newbie and be completely transparent about it and see the opportunity to be an educator here and document what you're learning for your industry. I know that sounds I like that. Like more complicated than not, but to your point about like humanizing marketing and all that, I think the reason one of the reasons this show is pop for Rich and I is from the very beginning, we were like, we don't know like what any of this is. I mispronounced Ethereum for like five episodes calling it Ethereum. And we still get messages about that. We're going to make some (laughs) swag that says Ethereum on it. We got a two-star review for that. But like we documented and took it really slow, the whole process. And we still are like, we're still newbies. I don't know when we're not going to be a newbie anymore. So I would say to that business owner, like be incredibly transparent with where you're at and don't try to fabricate it at all. And just start educating and talking to your team and leaders about small little things. I think a very small step is just getting a wallet. 
You know what I mean? Like start there. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of nonprofits right now who are missing out because they don't have a wallet set up. One of our sponsors this month, um, they're giving back to nonprofits, veteran nonprofits. And they were saying, it's amazing how many of these places don't have wallets set up. We want to give you money, but the fact that you don't even have a wallet, we can't. Um, oh. So that's a very small thing to start with. And I would be mm -hmm. If it were me personally, I would just be like shouting from the rooftops what I was doing. We're starting a wallet and this is the wallet and this is how we do it and start educating everybody around you because even in your elementariness of it, you're going to be seen as a thought leader and a pioneer because you're openly learning in front of everybody. And it takes some mm -hmm. swallowing ego, uh, but long term, that's how we serve people. Right? I love it. Um, I would say the maybe a different version of that would be if if you are fearful because you're not a creator to begin with and you don't feel like documenting it because you already think you're going to look stupid so you're not going to document yourself looking stupid right so you're like okay what do i do if i was going to open a gym because i wanted to open a gym i've never had experience opening a gym the first thing i would do probably probably if i'm an average person is go to some gyms be like why is this gym full why is this gym empty what hours do people come in why don't they have towels mm -hmm. Where am I going to put my keys? Like all the little things, right? So what I'm trying to say is in this digital world, like you could only benefit from studying from people who already kind of have a quote unquote head start. And and no, for anyone listening, you can't be late right now. Like yeah. you cannot be late to this right now because it's still evolving. Like one week in the NFT world feels like a month. One month feels totally. like a year. It is insane. So there's so much... Um, kind of commotion. And and one thing, I just need to be very, very clear about this. There's massive amounts of money flowing around the crypto space and the NFT space. And and do not get disillusioned because, you know, all of a sudden you feel like that's where you have Preach. to be or you need to invest to kind of get your feet wet. You just need to look around at what businesses are doing, what some projects are doing, you know, where their communities live, how they're providing utility. And a lot of these projects have to have a website. Well, they don't have to have a website, but um, they usually make their NFTs first public on the website and then put it on a secondary marketplace. There's a place called OpenSea, which is essentially like mm -hmm. eBay okay. for NFTs. But really good projects have what's called a roadmap. They have a white mm -hmm. paper. They tell you exactly what their vision is. I mean, it's it's nothing, it's nothing like beyond what you already know when it comes mm -hmm. to business. So look at that and see like, okay, wh why is this failing? Why is this project failing? Or in a normal world, like, why is this gym failing? Well, no one puts the weights back. There's weights all over the place and no one's there to like, there's no staff to keep it organized and clean and no one's wiping down benches. Like, I'm not going to do that for an NFT. That just means maybe anytime I go into the discord, none of the creators or no one on the team is actually interacting back mm. with me. No one's responding to the tweets I mm -hmm. leave for them. You know, like the, the parallels are, are far more similar than I, uh, than, than we can imagine. But you will only benefit from taking your time and ingesting it and trying to understand it than rushing um, to make sure it's something that's implemented preach. in your business. Mm -hmm. And you know what? Last thing I'll say is like, there's a chance it might be the last thing you need to do for your business right now. 
you never know. Interesting. I love that. Thank you both so much. This has been amazing. I learned a lot. I'm sure our listeners learned a lot too. You guys are incredible. Give the listeners where to find you. First, I want to talk about the YouTube channel because that alone, I'm like, I think I need to go and check out your YouTube channel. So where can we find your YouTube channel for one? <laughs> NFTs for newbies. So NFTs, uh, yep. everything is the same. And we're documenting the process yes. of minting NFTs. Um, we're doing oh, it in a really, cool. really fun outside of the box way. So we're showing, we're trying to stretch to Rich's point, the imagination here of like, what is an NFT? What can you do with it? And we're doing crazy stuff. Like we chased chickens and rode a unicycle and what? Rich did the one chip <laughs> challenge yesterday. And we're yes. documenting all this stuff, making stories and putting it on the blockchain. It's a lot of fun. Oh, that sounds awesome. Yes. Just for the sake of demonstrating. Okay. Um, and because yeah. we're weird. I will. I, I did want to say one thing about the <laughs> podcast. Uh, one I thing about weird. it, that if people prefer that, they're 15 minute yeah. episodes, which has made it probably why it has helped it because a lot of people are like i just blew through the first 20 episodes in a day i'm like good like and I'm, that's not like patting ourselves on the back i'm just saying it's digestible so like we don't want to overwhelm you our, our point is never ever to kind of overwhelm you or talk in a way that you feel ostracized from this imaginary community no 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 like we want you to just understand it and you can make your choice at any time to get off the bus and we'll be completely cool with that but uh it's very elementary for i love that i love the easy to digest 15 minute episodes so that way it's not overwhelming because this can get very easily overwhelming as you two know so <laughs> That's great. So everyone listening, go check them out. Check out their podcast, NFTs for Newbies. Check them out on YouTube and whatever your social media channel is of choice. You will find Heather and Rich there. So thank you both so much. Um, this has been a pleasure. I learned a lot and I hope the listeners did too. And I cannot wait to see what you guys do. Hey DM listeners, are you wanting to stay on the cutting edge of what's working when it comes to running paid ads? We don't always talk about it on the Digital Marketer Podcast because we actually have another show just for that. It's called Perpetual Traffic and it's hosted by Facebook ads expert Ralph Burns and Google ads master Kasim Aslam. The show is refreshingly hilarious and equally as informative. You can go to perpetualtraffic.com to listen or you can find it wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, DM listeners, if you're running a Black Friday or Cyber Monday special, listen up, because Digital Marketer just released our Canva holiday promo pack. It includes almost 200 templates that you can use to make the graphics for all your upcoming holiday specials and three unique design themes for each holiday. The promo pack is usually $27, but you can get it today for free. Check the show notes for the link to download, or you can go directly to digitalmarketer.com forward slash LP forward slash holiday templates. That's digitalmarketer.com forward slash LP forward slash holiday templates.